back to the Whatnots Review Show number 188. Each week here on the Review Show, we have a brand new story to talk about. It could be a comic, a movie, a TV show, all sorts of stuff. We read it, watch it, come back here and talk about it. This week, we are going to be talking about the Matrix franchise. All five Matrix movies, the four live action ones, as well as the Animatrix. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how's it Hello. going? It's going well. This is our first episode of the new year. I'm happy to be here. And I mm-hmm. think these films are a great, great way to kick it off. What's more futuristic than The Matrix? Exactly. Here we are in 2022, the future, right? Mm. That's going to age for an entire year, and then it's not going to be true. Um, yeah, I think the Matrix is an, an interesting way to kick the new year off. I'm glad we did this one um, for a couple of reasons. You hadn't seen these before. You hadn't seen any of the Matrix movies, but I know you've seen and felt its influence. I know you've seen some of the memes, some of the like you you kind of knew Shrek. Yeah, exactly. I've seen Speed Racer several times. That gets me close. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then there was a brand new Matrix movie that came out Mm. this past year. Uh, At the time of recording this, it's still on HBO Max. You guys can go check it out. Uh, And yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to talk about these. What was... So... Besides not seeing it, what was your experience with the Matrix like? Like what 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 did you actually know or what what did you think you knew about the Matrix? Uh, I knew Neo was a man and and Agent Smith showed up and called him Mr. Anderson and he was mean and Neo. Right. Then then Morpheus comes and talks to him. Get, get, he's like, which pill do you want? And Neo's like, I want the, um, uh, the red one. Thank you. And then he learns Kung Fu. He kisses Trinity. He fights like a hundred Agent Smiths. Yep. And there's a fight on an overpass. Like there's a highway fight. And like, that's all I knew. And I knew like the visual language of the film. I knew the green text, the leather coats, the bullet time. I didn't know that there was stuff in here that I had seen and had no idea it was from the Matrix. I I knew the phrase, there is no spoon, but I'd know this is what it was from. Mm-hmm. And I'd seen the pictures of Keanu Reeves with like no mouth, but I thought that was from Constantine. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I can see doesn't, that. Like, doesn't that seem like a dark magic thing to do? Like a, a demon steals your mouth? A demon's does, more likely yeah. to steal your mouth than a computer program is. So that yeah. that was my thinking. Okay. That's a good guess. That's a good guess. Yeah, man. I so the, the Matrix was kind of unescapable for me back when uh-huh. this back when the first one came out. This movie was everywhere. Um, it was like the movie that was sold with DVD players because DVD players were brand <laughs> new and and everyone had to get one. And it, it was like a package bundle. And if you had a DVD player, you had Matrix. 
Um, and I, I wasn't old enough to watch it yet, so I didn't see, see it right away. But I did manage to get it or to see, see it at a friend's house like a year or two later. Uh, and man, it was just the coolest. Like it, it, it was it, it was so neat, like just like young Kyle's mind blown of just like, what reality is it real? What's going on? I don't know. <laughs> um, and and yeah, like th- this was one of the like influential films for me as to like why I really, really like movies uh, and it just yeah, it's like the, the, the whole thing was just a mind blowing experience. And then as the sequels came out. Things kind of fell off, I felt like. Um, I just like I wasn't as into it. It didn't click with me as much. Uh, and then I, 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 I don't know what stopped me, but I guess I didn't watch the Animatrix until like uh, I want to say like end of high school, early college, and that kind of dragged me back in. Um, like just mm. like re- rediscovering it and being like, oh wait, so that's how the Matrix got started. I interesting and then I watched the films again and understood them a little more or just like had like had had that continuity like that bigger world building in my my head and so I think it became cooler again yet it, it became cool again <laughs> but also became cooler um and I think okay. in hindsight like looking back on those second and third films the third is still i think maybe the weakest um and that second one i think the more i watch the second one the more i appreciate it but kind of the general consensus yes yeah the, the 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 general consensus at the time when those came out uh was just that they were not good it was just like, oh, the Matrix, the first one That's was what perfect. I it was amazing. And then the second t- t- two was just like, ooh, that was a swing and a miss. Um, well, I got to yeah. say that watching all of these for the first time, I, I did not like the third one as much as I liked the first two, but I couldn't watch it and see it being infamously bad. And I know that it is. That yeah. is how it is thought of in the public consciousness. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't get it. I couldn't make my I couldn't make my brain love it or hate it. I just took it in. It just happened. It to be honest, the way you watched it is probably the best thing to do cuz the second and third movie was made back to back and they released if I'm not mistaken like within mm. 6 months of each within 6 months of one another. So like you watch that second one and you didn't have to wait two or three years to get the sequel. It was just like, hey, in six months, I will now go watch the next one. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the Matrix was also really cool because it's also one of the first or I guess the earliest successful like cross media franchises um, that's out there. Um, certain things had been turned into books and comics and and stuff like that in the 
past, but this was more than just an adaption of, okay, we made these movies, let's turn it into comics. It, it was, no, let's make comics that are mm. in that world that are canon, but it's not stories that you saw in the movies. Let's make video ga games that are set in the Matrix, in the canon of the movies, but are not things you've seen yet. Uh, and that was really cool. And it, like it's its influence is still like being felt today with all the like Marvel cinematic stuff and just how, mm -hmm. how they can do all of that. Um, all the recent Star Wars stuff where you got the, the books and the comics and the TV shows and they're all canon and 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 stuff like that. And it's just it's it's neat to think about. And it's it's. It's just I I I feel like for me it holds a special place in my heart because it was like the first one of those that I paid attention to. So I like the Matrix. The Matrix is cool. The Matrix is fun. <laughs> Good. It is. Yeah, watching all of these, like I said, for the first time, I'd never seen more of it than just like commercials and clips and gifs and things like that. I did like them more than I thought I would. My impression of them was that they would be what well, I thought that they would be very cerebral and that that would be they would be so cool to the point where they were cold. They, like the entire thing was just like <laughs> shiny and slick and like wearing sunglasses and like visually aesthetically it is. But I found that the movies have a lot more heart to them than I was expecting. Neo and Trinity have got a very touching they romance. Do. Yeah. And of course, all the all the visual things, you know, having not seen the movie, they're there. They're very cool. But I was impressed by how the movie looked in all the times when it wasn't supposed to be flashy, like just simple back and forth dialogue sequences, just sets of two shots were uh, just lit and shot very well. Like there's a lot of very competent filmmaking in yeah. here even in the moments that aren't groundbreaking filmmaking yeah i i i think it's especially that first film because that's that's the one that people have like yes dug into the most i feel like but especially in that first one the the influences that they're pulling from all the different filmmaking techniques is incredible and they use them so masterfully like the first one starts feeling almost like a horror film like it's it's scary and it's yeah. dark and the lighting and the camera work just makes it feel like like a horror action film and then it switches to this like everyday drama about this sad little man who's stuck in his cubicle in his office and he's about to go on an adventure and it's just it's the, the mm. way it can twist and turn like that uh and then go straight into like anime kung fu style stuff it's just like this is nuts like this this is kind of wild um but yeah like it's just it's 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 crazy to see that stuff all the performances in 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 this are mm -hmm. great um there's there's maybe a, a few that you could say like I don't, I don't know if i how i feel about those but those would often be like smaller side characters mm. um so yeah i i i still feel like at least the first matrix is still 
an incredible film and highly rewatchable. Yes. Just go have fun, go put it on. Uh, and then, like I said, that second one, I'm appreciating more and more as time passes and I watch it uh, in re in repeat viewings, which I guess lends me an appreciation for that third one. But that's still maybe my least favorite. I really like the Animatrix. And then we have to mention the new one, Matrix Resurrections. Yeah. Um, which I think I ended up liking, but I it's one that I feel like I'm going to have to wrestle with uh, and watch a couple more times to really dig into my feelings on that one. So, there. yeah. And th there's so much like intellectually going on with the Matrix, and I just took in everything mm -hmm. for the first time. So there's going to be a lot of themes yeah. and ideas that I don't think I'm tuned into yet. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I know the Wachowski sisters uh, have come out as trans and they've talked about the Matrix mm -hmm. as a trans narrative uh, and stuff like that. I'll be honest, I haven't digged in or dug into into that as much. But yes, there's absolutely themes of identity. And mm -hmm. are you what, who, like who society says you are versus who you want to be or who you think you are? Um, there's there's all there's all sorts of stuff like that in there. There's a bunch of religious themes. There's a bunch of yeah, uh, just like themes of society and capitalism. And uh, yeah, there's there, there's a lot packed in this. And I think it it handles it very adeptly, usually. Um, so it's it's good. It's fun. But let's do guess kind of a, a little, let's do a plot synopsis for the first one to just kind of kick things off um if if you uh have never heard of the matrix and are still unsure what the matrix is all of that stuff let's do kind of a simple plot synopsis for that first one so the first matrix um follows the the, the unsuspecting thomas anderson uh, he's working his day job. He's some he's at some kind of tech corporation working IT security something, but he moonlights as a hacker. Uh, and he 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 gets basically what happens is he gets recruited into this war, into this other world that he didn't know existed. Basically, the world that he thought was reality is not mm. and is in fact virtual reality um and there's there's a big war going on between the humans and the machines and the matrix is this virtual reality that the machines have basically pulled the wool over humanity's eyes and are using them for batteries powered themselves uh mm -hmm. so it's, i did it's, know that it's i knew people were batteries kind of crazy yeah um but yeah so on on top of all of that there is a pr prophecy that says this guy thomas anderson is the the one he is neo he is the savior that will bring peace and will end the war with the robots and so yeah that's kind of what these movies are navigating and exploring 
Um, and I highly recommend them if you have not checked them out yet. They are hugely influ influential, especially for uh, like that 2000s era movies and stuff like that. That's uh, it's the Matrix is basically the reason those original X-Men movies all wore black leather <laughs> uh, and, and yeah. stuff like that. Action films then try to do more of that bullet time stuff um yeah just like it it's it's a must watch in my opinion so Melissa, do you have uh, final thoughts on uh the matrix before we get into spoilers and stuff like that I'll just say don't sleep on the animatrix I think there at least some of those short films in that anthology were helpful in me understanding yes. the larger mythology of the the primary live action matrix films and every one of those Absolutely. shorts is done in a different style there's a lot going on I, I, that was very fun to watch don't skip it yeah good anthology series um yes right right now those are all on hbo max uh is where you can find them uh so go check check it out and in the meantime, we're going to do some housekeeping uh, and then we are going to get into spoilers and start talking about these films a little bit more in depth. So we will be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots, and we'd love it if you would check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash thewhatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. Big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters at the, the $5 tier. So thank you to Sam. We love you a lot. Thanks, we Sam. appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. From the Matrix. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Best wishes so from support. the Matrix to you. <laughs> yeah, this holiday in, season. Like, Santa hats. Ha! <laughs> uh, yeah, co cool things that we are doing here at the Whatnots. It is the start of a brand new year. We're just kicking things back up. Uh, Melissa, you and I recorded our first Captain's Log on Friday. Here we are recording the first things for the review show. Uh, we are, I, I guess right now we can announce what we're going to be doing for the end yeah. of the month special, uh, which is something that we can't really cover week to week because it's a lot longer than something we could cover in a single week. Uh, but this is something we usually do multiple things for uh, at the end of each month for three months, sometimes four months. Um, consecutively uh so 
with that, I had some manga that I had uh, kind of shown to Melissa. Um, let me actually pull this up on Comixology. I think I have it mm-hmm. listed in my, um, in my notes here of all of the stuff. Uh, but yeah, so we are going to be reading uh, 12 volumes of a manga. I believe that is all of them. Um, it should be all of them. Um, of Knights of Sidonia. That's what we're going to be covering here on the review show for our end of the month special. Uh, it, I, I'm not sure yet how much we're going to if we're going to do it over the next two months or the next three months. Um, mm. But we will decide that in the next coming weeks and let you all know. These are all available on Comixology Unlimited. Let me read you the description here. <clears throat> uh, Knights of Sidonia. Outer space, the far future, a lone seed ship, the Sidonia, piles, plies the the void. Is that right? Is that plies? Yeah. Plies Plies. the void. You can ply a void. There you go. Ten centuries since the obliteration of the solar system, the massive, nearly indestructible, yet barely sentient alien life forms that destroyed humanity's home world continue to pose an existential threat. Uh, Nagate Tanakaze has only known life in the vessel's bowels, deep below the sparkling strata where humans have achieved photosynthesis and new genders. Uh, Not Long after he emerges from the underground, however, the youth is bequeathed a treasured legacy by the spaceship's cool-headed female captain. Yeah, um, so I've, I've, I've seen the anime of this years ago. I don't think it was complete, though. I, I don't remember no. it being. It's 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 if you want to watch it as well, it's on Netflix. Uh, but we're going to okay. be reading the manga. Um, and I'm excited about this because we haven't done a manga yet uh, for our end of the month special stuff. So. Comixology, you guys can check out the first 12 v- v- volumes of Knights of Sidonia. That's what we will be covering in the coming weeks here. Uh, Game of the Year podcast for crossplay mm-hmm. is also we're recording it today, which is on a Sunday. Um, and that's going to be in our feeds very shortly. So if you're a video game fan and want to know uh, what our Game of the Year is here at Crossplay uh, or here at the Whatnots, you guys can go listen to that over on the other feed. Yeah got some 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 neat things happening here at the whatnots i i, I hope this this year is a good year uh we're we're experimenting we have a b- brand new tiktok which is uh the, we're gonna be <laughs> pa- 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 posting some short videos on yeah we're in the future future indeed cool uh well that's about it for housekeeping so let us get into spoilers for the matrix Bam, here we are. Uh, Spoilers for The Matrix. So we have five movies to talk about. There's a lot. Many. Um, You kind of mentioned it before just because this was your first time watching it. But I think for the sake of time, we also won't Mm -hmm. get to dive into 
as deeply as some might want. There might be things that we miss or gloss over. Um, but we're just here to have a good time and talk, talk, talk about the Matrix. So, mm. Melissa, you have now seen them all. Uh, I have. Just in uh, order. Yeah, there you go. You I were thinking about what if I watch these backwards? And I was like, ah. I had long <laughs> teased that concept. But before we agreed on doing this for the first podcast of the year, just because I'd never seen any of the movies, I was so baffled by them. I knew that there was a decline in quality. Uh, and I thought, what if I take these backwards? I get the fun of not knowing anything. And then I get to end on a high note where I'm like, this is the best movie. And I understand everything now. <laughs> it's a tactic I still want to try with some other franchise. I don't know. Watching them backwards and just see what that does for me. Uh, just I wonder as, if you could you do know, that some... with Fast and the Furious. I feel that's like what that I was thinking. I think that's the one. best candidate. Just like start bombastic and like what how did they get here and then and just then like go, go back backwards. to yeah. stealing <laughs> dvd players <laughs> yeah yeah i these are my challenges you know like some people run marathons i want to do this <laughs> backwards movie marathons <laughs> that's great i've never done it before with new movies but i've done it with movies i've already seen like all the sam raimi spider-man we did all those okay, backwards yeah. in one day that was a trip <laughs> that's funny um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of already asked you what you thought, uh, at the start for spoiler furry, but is there something you want to add to that now that we're in spoilers uh, about how you felt about these or maybe what you liked or didn't like? Uh, I, I, I'll say kind of starting at the end, I enjoyed Matrix Resurrections and I think it answered a lot of, uh, things I found troubling about the original movies which is that first off i was so impressed that this movie which i believe was the the original matrix was the wachowski's second directorial effort they'd only directed one other Pretty film much, before yeah. that it's so completely formed it's it's so in and of itself it is an entire complete set of ideals like, there's not really any rough patches or seams. It, it doesn't feel like a sophomore effort. It feels very effortless. Yeah. And I, I admired that about it a lot, that it was just such a clear, concise vision. Um, and I, I knew what it looked like, but watching the movie, and you've got a, a very diverse cast throughout this trilogy, which is, you know, throughout, throughout all of them, which is very admirable. I'm like, what are the chances that everybody in this resistance has the exact same aesthetic? Like you go into the Matrix, you can be anything. You can look like anything. All of you look like you shopped at the same store in the same <laughs> aisle. And I get it. I in get that that is the Wachowski's <laughs> vision. Right, right. Like it's all like PVC and shiny black leather and sunglasses. Yep. And I, I was like, was there anybody who wanted to join? But they're like, you know, in my ideal version of myself, Hawaiian shirt. And Morpheus is like, I'm denying your application. Uh, there's no spot for you on the Nebuchadnezzar. Good luck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Try what some other pink, guys. What? Right. Where, where, where's right. pink? There's, That's what I want to know. <laughs> I, 
I liked that scene in the second movie where you meet the Merovingian and he like gives some lady an orgasm dessert just because <laughs> yeah. that lady's wearing a pink dress. Like finally a difference in the color palette. And like it, it does start expanding a bit more as you move throughout the trilogy. And especially moving to Resurrections, I'm like, this is what I was looking for. Everyone yeah. is so stylish, but in more distinct ways from each other. And oddly enough, though, it's 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 the same style. Like it, it the, the yes. outfits they have on are the same style. They're, they're wearing it the same way. But yeah, they've added in color to the yes. stuff, which so is colorful. Yeah, the the fourth movie, I think, looks very good. I love the use of color. I love Neil Patrick Harris's blue glasses. Like, symbolically, they fit. But also just just stylistically, those are cool glasses. Yeah, the the, the Matrix has a history of cool glasses with Morpheus's no no side thing. It just fits (laughs) on the brow of his nose. Yeah. I love um, um, the the second generation Morpheus, the the Yahya Abdul Mateen the second, I believe, is that actor's the, name. Lawrence Fishburne the didn't even return. more fierce. <laughs> the most fierce. The most. I, I like most fierce <laughs> and his super colorful suits. Like I like that this. It, I enjoyed the ride with the movies. I respected, admired the aesthetic, but I'm like, this isn't really for me. And then we get to the fourth movie and it's like, do you like this better? And I do. It's not like the movie okay. was thinking of That's me, cool. but in its own That's evolution, good. it came closer to things I was wishing for. That's good. That's good. Uh, yeah. So I, I kind of mentioned the fourth movie is one that I feel like I'm going to have to wrestle with a little mm. bit more. I, I, I felt like the, it was trying to tackle some challenges that I feel mm. and I, I, I think most people feel like are insurmountable, right? It is this impossible problem of uh, like, how, how do we continue this story, even though the story was so complete? Uh, how how mm. do we kind of step over its own influence and ego kind of to to make something new and make it interesting and not make it cheesy? And it's one of those things where Lana Wachowski was like, I have a solution. Here's my solution. And you just kind of have to chew on it and be be, 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 be like, is that a solution? Does that work? I don't know. Maybe I I, like it's yeah, like I I I will say that I felt like the fourth movie, the newest one got off to a rocky start. It wasn't something that I necessarily wanted or was expecting. Mm. It felt mm-hmm. so radically different from the rest of them that it was off putting to me. But that's the, the thing. That solution might work is, mm-hmm. is, is is the thing. So I like I just. I don't know. Like, I, I, I just have to chew on it some more and be like, is 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 this what I re- really wanted and just didn't know it? I don't know. Something I learned that really helped how I thought about Resurrections is that uh, in the time since um, the, the, the original trilogy, the, in the last handful of years, like the Wachowskis lost both their parents, 
Lana mm-hmm. lost some close friends and she was in this period of a lot of grief where she's like, the people I would turn to to talk about these are gone. Like, I feel very lonely. I feel very lost. And she started thinking of Neo and Trinity and how those were characters that meant so much to her that they felt very close and real like family and friends. And she's like, I miss them. I want to spend time with them. Yeah. And I think the Resurrections is a beautiful illustration of that and a beautiful illustration of why we return to stories. It's got a lot yep. of satire about the nature of sequels, but I think there's also a lot of sincerity in there. Like we keep coming back to these things because exactly. these feel like friends. The, it's good to have, uh, you know, the people may complain about like a lack of creativity and things just cycling over and over again, but you will go through points in your life where you need something familiar. You just yeah. need to see your old friends again. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Let's start. Uh, let's let's dive into the first one. Let's go back to the first Matrix and talk about that. Uh, what what stood out to you about the that that first one? There, did you have a favorite moment? Uh, what was going on in your mind when you first discovered the Matrix? Like I said, I loved how it was shot. I knew the flashy bits, but there's a lot of just simple clean good framing good lighting yep. good cinematography i really like the scene where um thomas anderson is in his boss's office getting griped at and there's a window washer outside and you see like from the perspective of outside the window like all of this like bubble and foam and water on the on the window just getting squeegeed away it's mm-hmm. a beautiful shot. There's so much to remark upon in these movies besides bullet time. Yeah, there, there really is. Because um, th- th- there's just these f- films. What, what I find commendable about these films is just how much iconography and theme just just they're, they're pulling from everything and they pack it in so expertly that I never feel like. I like they tried to pull in, you know, themes of religion and Christianity and they didn't get there. Like I I, I, yeah. I, I always yes. felt like I at least got something to chew on and take a bite off of. Um, yeah, that's but, what I was saying before. Like there's so much stuff going on in this trilogy and rarely do I feel like anything was half baked or, or half yeah. formed. Right. Like there's it, even if I don't always get it, I see that the movie is in its own terms and its own vision very clear or or on the opposite head end even if the the things that they're doing or the philosophy that they're talking about is maybe philosophy 101 like is this really mm. reality i don't know like <laughs> they they i i feel like they handle their fundamentals so well that is yeah. it's like you know i i don't need you to do all these like advanced theorems and philosophizing and stuff like that like this is enough like you've you've given me enough to to chew on to build out this world and it's not ju- just in what the characters say and do but it's why things look the way they look why when you're inside the matrix everything is 
tinted green or mm-hmm. that window washing scene being representative of Neo's life, of of Tom's life himself. He is this dirty window looking through the fog and he's getting it cleaned and squeegeed off so he yes. can truly see what's on the outside. Um, or like you mentioned, Neil Patrick's Harris's um, like blue glasses of just like, oh, well, Mm. that's representative of the blue pill. He's literally looking Uh through the blue pill like that, like that's that's what it's supposed to be. And some of that can be on the nose. Or again, like in the fourth one where they're like, like, what what is the nature of stories? And like, why do we like the Matrix mm. as a video game? And and the, and it's just like, oh, God, this feels like there's a part of it. Like, like it happened. I forget at what line it was, but I was watching this with my girlfriend and they said something and I just went wah, wah, wah. <laughs> like, oh, OK, here we go. Um, but. I I feel like even in those bits, it they're not being meta to be like mm-hmm. like ooh we're the Matrix we're edgy like oh yeah it's it's yeah yeah there is an edginess to it but we're actually taking a serious look at this why why do we do it this way why do, is why is it that when we try to get meta we try to get edgy and stuff like that like do do we really need to do that can that lead to something else um so yeah there's 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 interesting conversations happening everywhere in this mm-hmm. film and i think that's incredible <laughs> there's just so much stuff um in 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 that one and god the the, the action the fight scenes in this are yeah. so unique uh, I, 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 st- <laughs> I still, I think to this day, feel like I haven't seen a- 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 anything like it. Um, it's, you know, it's pulling influences from anime and from the mm-hmm. Wusha, I believe is how it's pronounced the, the like Chinese, Japanese, uh, like, like crouching tiger hidden dragon as I know, like the mainstream one that. I only know because <laughs> uh, I'm not super mm-hmm. familiar with that genre. But um, yeah, they're pulling that and mixing it in. And it just it, there's there's a ton of CGI in those fight scenes, too. And at the time that that CGI was just like round breaking stuff. And it was like, oh, my God. Um, and looking back, it can look a little rubbery now. Yes. but it's still it's still such an interesting technique that they did with that that I kind of enjoy. I kind of like it because it mm-hmm. almost looks fake. Like it just. Yes, there, there's something so charming. Th- you're right. That is something I've been thinking about lately. <clears throat> that I can tell when there is lower quality CGI or like CGI in a movie from like. 15 20 years ago that is the best that they could do and became dated very quickly as the technology advanced and looking at like rubber men fighting each other just gives me this weird sort of warm nostalgia i don't mind it in a weird way like so i 
I, 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 the one thing that I kind of knew about the 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 newest uh, Matrix Resurrections before going in is that it was very divisive. You either hate it or you love it, and a lot of people have been criticizing the fights, the the fights, Haynes <laughs> and stuff like that. And I think I would have to agree. I didn't like the fight scenes as much in the new one because they used less CGI. And like, mm. I, I almost want that like rubbery feeling back uh, and like seeing them do more of those stunts in real life. They, it, it, it just felt like they moved slower or they moved differently and they didn't do as much of the like bullet time stuff. I just I felt like the fight scenes in the new one weren't as good as what we saw in the originals. Um, but yeah, it's it's weird because the thing I want back is like I want that like CGI, like that rubbery CGI. <laughs> Cause it's so it's so nostalgic. <laughs> it's it's so unique to the Matrix that like that is yeah. what I think of when when I think of the fight scenes there. So wild. Wild. But yeah, yeah I, I, I'm I not... love that first one. Mm-hmm. I'm not as much of an action movie person. I I watch it. I enjoy it. But like if a scene goes on, if an action scene goes on too long without mm-hmm. uh, oh, like dialogue or something, like I kind of glaze over my brain kind of loses track of it. But there are some wonderful scenes in these. I love the visually. I love the sort of gunfight we get towards the end of the first one. That's like neo like cartwheeling through a lobby (laughs) and there's and it's like in slow motion and there's debris flying all over the place like he's inside a snow globe i've never seen debris rendered so lovingly and this big highway chase fight scene in reloaded that was one of the few things i did know about the matrix i saw that and i'm like yeah i get it i get why that was the highlight of the matrix sequels yeah yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They they built another their thing own I, I highway for that scene. So impressive. They they go to such lengths. Another thing I appreciated about the movies is that Neo's our protagonist. He is literally the one. They address him as such. But there are times when he'll split away from the storyline of other characters. And we won't see Neo for like 30 minutes. <laughs> the movies have enough confidence yeah. that they will separate us from the protagonist for extended lengths of time and, and, and believe that they will still have a lot of interesting stuff to show us to, to keep our focus. And they do. Yeah, they really do. I like that is one of the things that. I think after this newer Matrix movie, I don't necessarily think I want a a new trilogy per se, but I do want more stories in the Matrix. Like I would kind of like yes. to know what happened in those 60 years of the of like be, between the original trilogy and this new inst- installment or like I I want to see other ship captains and the like military political struggle that's going on with them like like they have they have interesting pockets of of stuff that's out there um or 
yeah, or, or or just like they they mentioned in this new new one that there was this robot civil war, like for the first time yeah. we saw robots fighting robots, like that would be fascinating. Like I want more stories in the Matrix, but I don't necessarily need a new trilogy per se. We just need another Animatrix or more comics stuff. stuff yeah, like that. or anything i did like the new characters we met in resurrections i thought bugs was very charming bugs was great mm-hmm. i like her i like most fias i like the rest of the crew and i i did most really <laughs> like this is one of my my favorite touches of this latest movie that it was man versus robot and then you did have some of the robots who were like i don't like that this is what we do i want to be something different i'd like to be the closer to man, I, w- I would like to get to know humankind yeah. and befriend humankind. And Niobe or somebody is a line like, we always thought it was us versus them. We never thought about what we could do if it was us and them together. I'd like to see this society where there are friend robots, friend technology machines of all sorts of kinds and different forms, different shapes and sizes. And they have cute names yeah. and personalities. Yeah. Um, which is is an interesting line because when you look at the Animatrix and they have uh, the the short the the, the second Renaissance, um, I believe it's what it's c- c- called, and yeah, it, yes. t- t- it tells the backstory of how it all got started, how yeah we built robots we built artificial intelligence and that sprung out for a long while and then we started treating these robots badly and and stuff like that and eventually the robots just had enough and this one of them murdered someone and then the like all of artificial intelligence is put on trial and they're like well screw you we're gonna go make our own city and then they make uh zero one which uh was is the first robot city which i thought was interesting that the new city in matrix resurrections is io uh which is just mm-hmm. backwards i was like oh okay that's that's neat um but yeah yeah like i think in the second renaissance we even see that when we first made these robots, it was like that there was always that separation. Like it, it was the robots serve me. I, I have my smart mm. home device back here. If I want to be like, hey, Amazon, whatever your thing is, change the lights like it like it does stuff for me. But it's it's never like me and this intelligence to work together to figure out something new um so yeah that, that 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 was neat that was neat that they had that there um let's see what else do i want to mention about the first matrix is there anything else um i just like there, there's so much iconic stuff in there from taking the pills to the deja vu scene to just all all sorts of stuff that i yeah just like that that one is so much fun to 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 watch um Mm. it it has such a unique look i love it a lot i i I think especially watching it when i was like 12 or 13 like right when i'm like starting to figure out the world and think for myself right it was this just this mind-bending experience of Things I thought I knew didn't necessarily have to be the way that I was told that they were. 
Um, and I, I think also growing up religious, it was interesting to see the themes of religion in this franchise and reading the films a certain way, right? In, in with with a quote unquote Christian mm. mindset of like, oh well, everyone is born in sin and they all have the wool pulled over their eyes and then you get woken up to the truth when you find Jesus and all that stuff. Like mm -hmm. it, like it it connected with me on that level. But then now, not being religious, like I can still find just as much like stuff to dig into with these films that isn't necessarily about religion or still is. And is is like, yes, this still holds up, even though I don't I did identify, you know, with with these certain religions and stuff like that. It's just I have nothing but good things to say about that first one. Great stuff. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I it was a movie I always that in recent years I held off on watching because I had seen so many parodies and spoofs and homages. I didn't know if uh, after seeing the thing replicated so many times, if the original version would still have the same effect on me. And I don't yeah. know if it still has the same effect. But there was a lot that I got out of it. It is still worth returning to the source material to see the original version of everything you've seen copied and to see all the other stuff that it was just, like I said, just solid filmmaking uh, in non-flashy ways. All the other parts of it, besides what yeah. you've seen parodied in, in Shrek. Yeah. Uh, I also have to give a shout out to Agent Smith. One of the best yes. acted characters, I feel yes. like, of all time. That performance is incredible. Just his, mm. God, his line delivery in this throughout the, the entire series is so just it's it's weird. It's creepy. It's it's slow and dragging. But yet, like you sit on every word that he says to, to just like, what are you thinking? What are you doing? It's such a fascinating character to go from this like really silent mysterious g-men looking suit thing mm. to then realizing that he's a very conflicted character and he's very fascinated with humans like in an, it, like he's he reads to me as a character that i don't know if you've ever known someone who like this is might be a little weird to explain but like he's gay everyone kind of knows he's gay but <laughs> the per the person like refuses to to believe that he's okay. gay and fights it like th th that's kind of how i read smith of like he wants to be human so bad he mm. wants to do everything like them he wants to feel emotions he wants to do all of that stuff but he's so disgusted by, 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 by it at the same time that he fights it so hard and that th that's just like kind of how i read it's like the whole thing of like wiping morpheus's sweat off his face and like smelling it he's just like i'm disgusted yeah. by you. and like it's just like you just you you're, you want to be so close to him you're so fascinated by these yeah people 
that like you you just you you can't get rid of them like you have to be there you have to be mixed up in their lives um so yeah he he just god his and and then when you see other characters and other actors like when when smith gets out of the matrix in the in the third one to see the other actor like do his his cadence and stuff mm. is fascinating like just, just Im- Im- imagine the like the conversations that those actors had to have like, like you know let's go meet at some coffee shop and we'll, we'll we'll workshop some some stuff here and they're just trying to get the mr anderson i was wondering if you would give and it like it god it just i love it it's great it's so good so kudos Mm. agent smith great character an excellent antagonist and i like i think it's so funny that first movie won agent smith second movie you better watch out because now there's like 25 agent smiths and you go to Smith City. Smiths line the streets. They watch you from windows. I like that the villain, it's, he got more powerful. He evolved, yes, but instead of like get, getting, replacing him with another big bad, it's like there's just more of him. Yeah. Just, he's just multiplied. Evening, there's man. just hundreds of Smiths. I also... Another effect of the time that I think still plays really well is when Smith's consciousness is like jumping into other bodies and somebody's face will like wiggle and they'll turn into Smith. That effect is like in the time when it was made advanced enough that it it looks believable, uh, believable enough. Like you can tell this is a cutting edge effect for the time and it still looks okay now. But it also is dated enough and rubbery enough that it is uncanny. Like that effect was made at the right time to still play so strange and jarring right now. I'm happy it it, it didn't look worse and didn't look better. Yeah. Yeah, it it looked great in the new one because they 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 show that effect like once or twice in Resurrections, mm. and yeah, it looks better. Like you you can tell that it's it, you, you know it's a more polished effect, but it still looks the same. Like it's just ah oh god, like that that is what I was hoping for with the fights scenes, right? Like mm. it looks better, but it's still the same effect. Um. God, it was it, it was good. Yeah, that uh, that effect is disgusting and scary and great. Um, mm. So good stuff with that. Uh, so let's talk about the second two films, Reloaded and uh, Revolutions um, for that stuff. Because, um, yeah, these were made back to back. These were made as a single movie and then split. Yeah. Um, so I knew that. Watching them back to back, I think helps. Um, but may I? Because I, I, I think I think the more interesting stuff is in that second film, and the third is basically like, okay, what if we zoom in on the on the climax and just spend a lot no. of time on that? So it, it feels slower. It feels just like there's not as much there because they've zoomed in on it. I don't know. Um, 
but yeah, I, I really like some of the stuff that's in that second one mm. there. I think even kind of the like visual storytelling they do uh, in the highway scene with Morpheus and his mm. sword is is really neat. Just like when when you see him like stick it in the side and then he gets up and starts fighting without it. You kind of forget about the sword. <laughs> for a second which is kind of incredible because to see morpheus fighting with a soul a sword on top of a truck going like 60 miles an hour on this thing is awesome it's great like how 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 can they make me forget about this sword but they do uh and uh-huh. and then when he needs to bring it back you're just like oh yeah the sword i god i forgot it's so good it, it just it comes back at the right moment um but yeah all, like this is i think where you do start to get a li- little bit more style in the film things do start to evolve uh we get characters like the key maker uh who i thought was a in a really interesting character the merovingian uh who i have to say i thought was actually pretty funny in the new I- one I thought that was a, <laughs> it was a really odd choice, but it was I was like, I kind of like this where he's like, I will sink or spin off. I, I scoff at you and <laughs> spin at you. <laughs> it is it, it is serendipitous that they had a character already built in from movie two that had the ability to believably be the, the mouthpiece of that much complaining and outrage. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I see why that's in there. The you know, perfect use of the Merovingian. That is what he would turn into. I also kind of like the Merovingian stuff. I think just because it felt tonally different than what the movie had been before. And as I said, it's such a, a whole well-formed piece. Mm-hmm. It's got such a clear vision, but it is like, yeah, I get it. The, the leather jacket, sunglasses, very cool. And then we get to go... There's a man in a suit at a restaurant. We haven't had that yet. That's such a normal thing, but we still I welcomed the variety yeah. that the Merovingian scenes brought to us. And even his wife also wearing like skin tight rubber, at least it's yeah. a skin tight rubber cocktail dress with frills right. on it. Like we're getting new fashion elements in here. Oh, boy. Yeah. A treat and for then, my eyes. Then we get this like stark contrast with the twins because everyone else is yeah. in all black, right? And they're they're all yes. white, and it's just like whoa, okay, like these guys stand out. Um, and it, yeah, it's just it's it like I really really like the the stuff that they start b- b- bringing in with that second film, especially once you start to understand like who the Oracle is a little bit, who the architect is a little bit. Yeah, that there are these programs that maybe are starting to think differently, like maybe Mm. they're not necessarily for the Matrix or (laughs) believe in all of like, like that stuff is really neat. Did you say think differently uh, intentionally as a nod to those old Macintosh ads? <laughs> no, I did not. That might have been some subconscious <laughs> Freudian slip thing. Uh, no, I but but just yeah, the, 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 the fact that they are like they're all they're not all in sync. Uh, 
uh, mm. right? They're 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 not all thinking the same. They're they're being like, why? Well, hey, what if things are different? Like we never like the 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 old stuff that started all of this that happened so long ago. Like why? Like it. it can't we show them a better way? Like, is, is, isn't there something we can do here? Yeah, I, I, I like that stuff. I like realizing that Smith is different from the other agents, that he's he can somehow go viral and they can't. Yeah. And and yeah, like it, it, it's just like there's all these interesting bits of like uh, of just character development in places I, I, I think I was not expecting. Um, I I liked a lot there. So good stuff. I yeah, liked just, getting oh. to see. Oh no, I was just gonna move on. I I like getting yeah. to see see Zion. That was an interesting addition. I like that the first movie says there is this human city, uh, mm-hmm. and the second movie doesn't waste any time in getting us there. We get a lot of Zion very promptly. How did you and feel about the s- dance, the, the big old dance sequence? I actually liked it. I liked the dance scene intercutting with Neo and Trinity in bed together because nobody told me mm-hmm. these movies were horny. I didn't know that was going to be part of I was, it. So the, the, the Matrix, I f- I, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Matrix and the Matrix, the, the second one reloaded, were the first R-rated movies that I... I saw, I think. Uh, so yeah, this was like one of the first like on-screen like sex scenes I, I had mm-hmm. seen. This, it, it, it still is. It's hot. Like I, I, yes. I remember back in the day being like, I'm gonna watch this in slow motion and pause it on certain <laughs> little bits to see as much as I can see. And little me was into it. So it is a great illustration of. We've we've had these intense action scenes. I liked getting to see action of another variety. Just the kinetic movement of all of that dancing. And it's like mm-hmm. group dancing. Like everybody's bumping and grinding on each other in like a big huddle. Yeah. And yeah, just in a movie about uh, the fall of humanity, of physical bodies, of living your life virtually. And how that, you know, the robots imprisoned you there, but also there's times when you want to do that. You want to go into the Matrix because you can eat a steak or make yourself wear the coolest coat you've ever imagined. Yeah, I like that reminder that we still have physical bodies for a reason. Like, we can do this. Nobody ever tries to do this. Like, it doesn't have the same virtual effect. It's like, we gotta... We got to do some R-rated dance moves. No principal is going to yeah. separate us. This is, and it's like the entire city, like the whole city gathers round. Morpheus does a speech, and they're like, "All right, cool. Let's rub up on each other Cave for rave. energy before we go into battle." Right? Yeah. I just, I, I appreciated the variety. I think the movie. Oh, it's almost like it was responding to me. I watched the first movie. I'm like, this is great, but it's sort of samey. And then the further sequels show you more different things. It's like it's not all like green tints and sunglasses and black leather jackets. Yep. There's other colors. There's other textures you're going to get to see. I, I did think it was funny that you go to Zion and they're wearing those like apocalypse sweaters 
again, like it's different than the leather coats, Potato but it's like sacks. everybody's got the yeah. same thing. <laughs> and like in a world where they're trying, they go into the virtual world and they're like, I want myself to look like this. Is anybody in Zion trying to manufacture anything close to what it is that people want virtually? It's like I, I go to the Matrix Probably and I design not. this outfit. Has anybody like tried to design the outfit on a physical sewing machine? It, it, Do you have the resources? It, Are you working on it? To be honest, it's probably because to manufacture the stuff at the number that people would probably want it. Uh, well, for, yeah, because it's a hundred percent leather city. We've learned this. All of that that's stuff. what everybody they would have wants. to rely on more machines, and I know that they're always reluctant to rely on machines that have like artificial intelligence and stuff like that. Yeah, so, so, so like once once the like if the machine is mechanical and that's it, they'll they can probably use it, but it's still just like I don't know. Um, but <laughs> but they've yeah, got still. their apocalypse sweaters. And you learn about like the military structure of Zion and there's like different ranks and you have to go talk to like a council and everybody's wearing their different color coded sweaters. And it it feels very Star Trek all of a sudden, which I was not expecting. Yeah, but it's still it's still fascinating. Like like we get. I, I feel like we get just enough of it to realize that mm. oh, there's tension here. Like this character and yeah. that one has a history and we mm. like it it's it's enough to make me want more. Uh but then we don't really get it in enough, I feel like. Like I, I feel like we could use more Zion scenes and stuff that's happening in there. And I feel like that would make things a little more interesting in the long run. I can see why they didn't put as much in. And mm. I remember when these movies were coming out. Yeah, people didn't like all of the Zion stuff because they thought it was taking away from the time we could have been spending like doing mm cool backflips and shooting g- guns yeah. and bullet time yeah and all zion that stuff, is right? not cool <laughs> exactly yeah um but i i think i i think i never really had a problem with it or i guess i never really understood why people didn't like it when i was younger now i understand it but also looking back i'm like i actually like this stuff like i want more of this yeah um tell me more yeah so good stuff there uh in the third one, how did you feel about it turning into Pacific Rim there uh, with, <laughs> with all the uh, mechs? <laughs> I did like the mechs. Uh, there's so much war. The third movie is like mostly war. And I did glaze over frequently during this one. They zoom uh, in I on the these... climax. Like I said, yeah, it's just like, oh, there's just right. not as much like here. these action scenes have got more visual clutter to them, I suppose. They're not as clearly defined as earlier action scenes like you've got all the different parts of your mech suits you've got all the different parts of like the the squid robots that they're fighting it was just a little trickier for my eyes to like track the action but the entire movie isn't like that i like the scenes where neo goes to that subway station and it's all this like cold clean white tile and he just like He's stuck there. He runs off screen in one direction, runs back in the other direction. He just keeps circling it. There's a shot of him like sitting sad on a bench in this train station. And he's like, 
on one bench on one side of the screen and then there's another bench in the middle and there's like no bench on the third of the screen. It's like really stark and asymmetric and he's just sitting there lonely for a couple frames. I thought that was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, they they they, they still have some good stuff in that, but it's mm-hmm. it's it's also like, well, you haven't established the Matrix as a war franchise so that's a little strange. Like, I don't mind the mm. action, but this is also such different action. It's mechs, yes. right? It's not the it's not the the martial arts that we've been seeing. Mm. This like superhero martial art. Like, if if it had been more of that, maybe it would have been more interesting or some something. Mm. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, it just it feels like such a change from the rest of the films. Um, that it, it it just doesn't seem to fit as much but uh of, of course yeah i i do like all the stuff at the start where they're in that like all white subway station yeah. and you get to meet sati uh who's just yes. uh, just the most curious character and it's great um and mm. then yeah when when we saw the trailer for matrix resurrections and we saw that one girl who works at the coffee shop everyone was like oh, i bet that's sati oh my god she's great she's yeah there's somewhere else yeah i did i did like that addition that you have two programs who bred a child who has no purpose in the matrix so they have to send her away otherwise the matrix will delete her yeah yeah um fascinating stuff so animatrix let's move on to yeah. that stuff we've mentioned some of it um i did the especially in the second renaissance stuff there's some haunting imagery it is oh yes um, yeah i was God. surprised at how graphic this like anime short film about robots was yeah like without necessarily and like graphic in that it's not gory like the violence I mean, on it, the robots it is, themselves it's, yeah it's like wires and and coils and things yeah it's an entirely different form of gory yes i was yeah very surprised it's, very, very impressed it's interesting because in the second renaissance the robots go from looking like these really cheesy like jetson looking mm. ro- robots to all of a sudden True. you get a scene this like it, it it seems like newsreel footage in the midst of this big riot of this woman being pushed yeah. around and she looks he, 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 human and she's getting beat up and then all of a sudden so, someone gets like one really good hit on 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 her face and the skin c- comes off and sh- she's a robot un- underneath and the last thing in that scene that you hear her, her her say in that is i'm real and it's like it's it, it's haunting as she's like being killed by these these Mm-hmm. humans but it just it, the whole thing just escalates so fast but it also feels like they do a great job of just telling you yeah like how quickly things escalated how intense everything was mm-hmm. with that and it just it's it's interesting to see all the parallels between civil rights movements all of the trans uh, like violence against trans people that you might see in all of the that stuff 
and then jumping straight into just the the trauma of war and 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 stuff like that like they again they just they pack so much in such a short Mm -hmm. time that it's wild but they do it so adeptly so good stuff yeah did 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 you have a favorite short film in the anime matrix i think my favorite was world record all these shorts look very different from each other and i like the long elongated almost rubbery in its own way designs of world record and i like that narrative that there is within the matrix um uh, a sprinter somebody who can run so fast Mm -hmm. that he, he he's like breaking records and he's become like so good at running that it like he is a break in the matrix like Oh, nobody's supposed to be that good at running. He is running too fast. Right. His program is broken. And he like runs so fast that he like, oh, he can see beyond the matrix. Like he reaches a point of like clarity and euphoria where he can see through it. Uh, yeah. I thought that was a, a really interesting angle on how somebody would break through and discover that they were in a matrix. Um. So yeah, so, so, so something that's neat about this one is also a lot, a lot of the people that worked on these short films are like famous anime directors or animators or stuff like that. Uh, I know I don't know which one's off the top of my head here, uh, but I know Sinichiro uh, Watanabe, uh, who worked mm. on Cowboy Bebop. I know here on the show we've covered Kids on the Slope. He worked on yeah. some of these um it's it's just it's neat to see these other creators take a, cr- a crack at yeah just these short stories these short side stories where yeah you can get someone who's just a like he's an athlete and athletes are continually pushing themselves to do more to be better and this idea yeah. Of, yeah you can eventually push yourself so far that you reach this like other plane of existence right is is a fascinating story um yeah that 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 one's a really really good one i i enjoyed that one a lot too um i i think that one's up there with my favorite and then i kind of like the one i don't remember what it's called but it's the one about the kid that uh like wills himself kids story uh, in yeah kids story um because that that character then makes a return in the second mm. and third uh matrix movies like he he is a live action character there um He's 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 the kid kid in Zion who's just like super happy to like help out Neo. Yeah. He's the one in the third film who's like the war is over, the war is over. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's because he has a parallel story where he just he feels like something is different with his life. He feels lonely. Mm-hmm. He feels like something is wrong with the world that he doesn't fit in, and it. it there's just in in simple moments like his cell phone g- g- going off in class. There's just some real tension in the way they they draw it and the way that they 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 make the characters move. I, I, I think the art style in that one is fascinating to me because 
it's yeah. it's more of the like pencil sketches the um the mm-hmm. almost like the 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 take on me music video right is is, is, is that the one <laughs> yeah right? but like in 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 this like weird unnatural way like it's not just scratchy to be scratchy it it the the characters move in this really unnatural way and when his cell phone goes off for the second time in class there's just this like there is this moment this like 10 or 15 second moments where everything just stops and it focuses on the teacher and he stops writing and you can tell he's about to turn Mm. around and say something and if you've seen the matrix you know that the agents can turn it like can can appear out of nowhere and borrow people's identity and stuff and you feel like like he's gonna turn around and it's it's gonna be smith or something Mm. there but it's not but you just you have that tension of of what's gonna happen next and it's just it's 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 neat it's fascinating i i liked a lot of that stuff um, I I also artistically like that one. I think it is it, mm-hmm. it's so loose and scratchy that I understand it could be a turnoff for some people, but I feel like that was deliberately chosen for that story because it reminded me of like a high school kid's notebook doodles. Like you're making like a flip right. book in the corner of your notebook, and that's yeah. all these characters look and move. Absolutely, yeah, um, and. I, I think another really, really cool one, especially for uh, it, like in in conjunction with the the uh, reloaded and revolutions is the final flight of the Osiris. Right. Yeah. Uh, I also like that the, one. Like all all CGI one where it's the guy and the girl in that training facility yeah. in the training pro program. And you're like, Oh, okay. This is just going to be a rehash of Morpheus first Neo. But what if it's a guy and a guy and a girl in, instead. And then you're like, Oh, okay. Maybe it's going to be a little more erotic than I thought. And then you're like, Oh wait, no, not exactly. Uh, that all got interrupted. And it is this, like it ends up being this really right. important mission that they see these sentinels and stuff drilling right above Zion. And they like have mm. to it, escape and send word out. And I, I think it's neat to see that what I think ends up not working about that in reloaded and revolutions is that as in, like we don't get enough of zion like i don't know what zion looks yeah. like i don't know where the docks are in conjunction to mm-hmm. where everyone sleeps or where the high council meets or stuff like that there's just no there's no sense of space there so the sentinels drilling into the docks i don't know like yes that is a threat they also mentioned that that would get past their security systems so that's also bad but like how imminent is this here how bad is this because it looks like there's enough time for them to have a big dance party 
Like, I, what's going on here? I don't know. So, yeah, like, that is the thing that I feel like does not work about those, but I still like seeing it tie in of like, oh, here's the story of this one ship. It is almost like the Rogue One of the Matrix stuff where they have the plans for the Death Star and they're trying to get that info back to the resistance um so good stuff but uh i wish they would make more i want more of them more comics please more anthology stories i do want to spend time with some of the things that are introduced in the the new movie i like this new crew i think they're fun Mm -hmm. absolutely uh do you want to move on to resurrections Oh, I may have lost you there for a sec. You back now? Oh, not, yeah. I don't know how much more I have to say about it. Okay, here we are. Okay. Um, but yeah, let, let's move on to the Matrix Resurrections. Uh, then I know we're still having a little technical difficulties, but that's what we can move on to. So, Melissa, when you can hear me, uh, what 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 else did did, did you have to to, to say about uh, resurrections here? Like we we've talked about most Hayes, as we like to call 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 him. There was there something else that stood out yeah. to you about this film that we haven't touched on yet? I like that the linchpin of the entire thing, the most important element, was the relationship between Trinity and Neo. I, sure. I, I like the, the energy those two had together. And I like that that is literally what the movie is about. Like, the, the robots found out that those two have got such an intense connection that yeah. they can get more battery power out of just those two and their love for each other than just like a bunch of, of sleeping humans. It's like in Monsters, Inc. where they're like, oh, it'll solve our energy crisis if we make the kids laugh instead of scream. Yep. And they just put them in like two pods close enough to each other that they can like sense that the other one is there and put them in like star-crossed lover narratives where they see each other and they have this romantic tension but they can't be together or they lose each other just over and over again and that powers them much as it powers audience members who find relationships riveting and want to see favorite characters come back want sequels for where is this relationship now or you think of people who write fan fiction where it's like i love this couple i want to see them angst that'll do it for me i'm not gonna write a fic where everything's happy maybe we'll be at the end but you know i'm gonna tear these two apart they're gonna go through trials and tribulations first (laughs) yeah i i i I like that the the love story is at the like center of the the, the, this and that it it really is about love and how powerful of an emotion that can can be and how powerful of a connection that can can be and it's not it's not 
just about willpower of like, oh, you willed yourself into the matrix, or if if you just believe you can do it, but it is no love can also be a a force to be reckoned with here, and that can create new boundaries and new relationships and new no 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 normals if we let it. Um, but yeah. Like I said, this is one I'm going to have to chew on a little more, um, especially with the, the kind of rocky start. I was not into how meta it was, mm-hmm. but I liked I liked where this movie went. I, I, I liked the second half of this a lot more. Um, I, I almost would have been OK if you just chopped the movie in half and maybe mentioned a few of these things of like oh yeah the uh-huh. the matrix that they put neo back into he was a, a a game designer and he made this game called the matrix you know you know it's like oh mm-hmm. okay that's kind of stupid but sure uh, right like that sounds like something the robots would would do to make it seem familiar enough to him that he doesn't wake up but different enough where it's like okay they can still control control him um and and stuff like that but i yeah i loved seeing the humans and the machines work together uh i liked all of these new kind of characters uh sabibi and i forget what the other one like octocles i think was his name (laughs) they're like something like that yeah, like I liked seeing that. I liked seeing that there was also this third uh, species. I don't know if that's the right word, but these pro Gagarams that yeah. wanted to get out of the Matrix. But because they don't have a physical body, they had to build some kind of technology to like physically represent them in the mm-hmm. in the real world. I thought that was neat. That was amazing. Um the system in which they appear in other places is kind of strange. Like there's this scene when Neo is on the balcony and all of a sudden these like stone pebbles just like start falling down. That was a little strange. I don't know if I would like that. If I, if that was a real thing, if all of a sudden I just hear all these rocks like falling, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) They're just, yeah. All the, like when the program takes physical form, it's in like kinetic sand. It yeah. looks like the prologue at the beginning of Black Panther. That's what everybody looks like. Yeah, that or like Man of Steel. How like all of the, yes. the yeah, I, like I I like the idea that they can manifest themselves physically in reality and do all of that stuff. That's awesome. Uh, and then to see how uh, again, as we've been calling him, most famous, how he's just in that like in between that like all white space and he's just like yeah welcome to the crib like this is where i live uh, um and he's just he's just having a blast watching tv making cocktails in his fancy outfits but i i i like his character a lot when he's just like hey i know the character i'm supposed to be like i know yeah. the older version that i'm supposed to be which by the way in the canon of the Matrix, Morpheus's character dies in one of the video games uh, that we ah. can play. That like you can go buy at a a, a store. Melissa, you can, or I, I I guess I don't know if you can really play it 
now but you you used to be able to play this in game you could go physically buy it and it was in canon with the movies and that's where morpheus died uh so i don't know how i never played it so i don't know how mm. much this movie retcons that or not um but yeah i just i i thought that was an interesting tidbit um but yeah but but how how most Phaeus is just like, I'm supposed to be him and I will be him, but I will be my own version yeah. of him. Like, I'm going to yeah. be myself. And that's why I want to my... wear a golden rod suit. Exactly. Like, I'm I'm going to be more colorful. I'm going to be day drinking the entire time. Like, I'm 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 just I'm just going to be the the most right. Um, it's great. Like, I love his character and. When they do the, like, rehash of the, like, fight scene in that, like, that, like, uh, Asian dojo thing. He's not just in a a gi, right? Like, he's not just in that plain white or plain black, like, one colored suit. He's in these, like, extravagant, like, silky robes. It's so so stylish. Yeah. Uh, he's he's much more flamboyant. He's much more out there and loud, and, and I like it. Because um, again, like we've been saying, like there's a lot more style in this newer Matrix. We get yes characters with blue hair, characters with hairstyles that I don't understand. <laughs> like I yeah, don't know what, what I don't they, understand what the, either. Hairstyle is, but, but okay. But I'm it. excited to see people yeah. cosplay these. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait for Matrix Resurrections to hit the con scene. Coming soon. Absolutely. Um, it's just, it's it's good stuff. I, yeah, there's there's a lot more in this film that I think upon re-watching, I will see more, I will understand more. Mm. But yeah, I also like what they did with just the, the structure of narrative and storytelling and having it be a story that revolves around that of just like, how, how do we craft these narratives? How do we craft a narrative that we both want to make and don't want to make? Because we realize that like, there's probably pressure from the movie studios to be like, Hey, you know, what's hot right now? Remakes or reboots or, like re-sequel boots and things here like how how do we make that and it's like well i don't really want to make that i don't want to do this like corporate mandated thing uh, to, to do all of that but also like you said at the start like la 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 and it felt like these characters meant something to her and she wanted to spend time with them again so how do you mix those right Mm-hmm. I, I thought that that whole thing was fascinating um and yeah i just i i want to watch it again sometime but i want to let it sit for a yeah. while here um what did you think about trinity's character in this both as a love interest and kind of as a character who then i feel like comes into her own i i I think especially that end scene when they go confront the analyst 
right? And she's just whooping his ass, and he's spitting out mm-hmm. all, all of this misogynistic stuff of just like, uh, like, see, this is why women, blah, 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 blah. Why can't you control her? And blah, blah, blah. Uh, just like, wh- what did you think of her story arc in this one here? I told my dad that I'd been watching all these movies for the first time, and I checked out the new one. And he's like, oh, I haven't seen it yet. I heard Neo isn't the one anymore. And I'm like, no, I don't think the movie negates anything he did as the one in the original trilogy. But there's a different goal. There's a different obstacle here. And he just isn't the one for this narrative. He was before. The the game has changed. And it is Trinity now. And it is their love for each other it's the two of them as a unit mm-hmm. and you think back on how vital she was as a support system for him in the original trilogy and how he doesn't know he is the one until she says that the oracle told her she was destined to fall in love with the one and she loves him and so it must be him like yeah. they give each other so much confidence and and hope and I like that she got to do that again in, in this narrative. I reacted very positively to Trinity. It, yeah, okay. Less is like a cool character. She's very cool. Like I said, at the beginning, especially in the first one, everything is like so cool in like a, a, a way that I don't entirely relate <laughs> to. She's not cool in a way I've ever wanted to be cool. But even in the scenes where like she's not like out there kicking butt and taking names, there's something about Carrie Ann Moss that I found just very soothing. I, I just like her face. I like her voice. She's a and great went... actress. She's attractive. She's aged very well. Just Many people have. Yeah, they, they, she just, good stuff. Spot on. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Carrie Ann Moss, I, for your service. <laughs> I reacted to her so warmly so immediately when i turned on the matrix for the first time that i thought i must know this actress from something else mm-hmm. and i went through her imdb and like she's been I, I saw memento once i think she was in that but i don't remember it i was thinking i would find like oh she was in uh, she was in a season of a tv show i loved when i was 14 she was in this movie i really liked when i was nine i thought i would go back and find it and i didn't uh, I, I just love her for being her, not for any nostalgic reason. It's just pure. First time I see her face, I'm like, ah, oh, this this feels good. I'm real happy this lady's here. But while I was going back through her IMDb, I found some like 90s action movie I'd never heard of, never seen. Not really interested in seeing it. But her character's name is Melissa Wilkins. And I'm looking at Amazing. it on the app and I think... And I thought, is this like cut off? Is there not enough space? Am I going to click on it Wait, to find that the, she played a character with my exact name once? Is the Matrix like, real? Am I in the Matrix of, now? Right. Is, is this calling to me? <laughs> not Melissa Wilkinson, but she was a Melissa Wilkins once. So maybe I like sense that energy coming off of her even today. I mean, technically she would be a Wilkinson if you think of about it right because that's how we get the the last names with son at the end you are the yeah. son of wilkin or wilkins right you are wilkinson yeah <laughs> yes so there you go that's wild good stuff good stuff yeah i i liked her character a lot um 
I, I, yeah, like I said, I, I want more of the Matrix, especially in the time period we are now, uh, or just before. Like, I would love to explore that sixty years, um, but this movie, yeah, still gonna have to chew on it. I ended up liking it though. Um, I, I, I think the one thing for me that just didn't feel the same, like I kind of mentioned, was the fight scenes. Um, I, I, I think for me, there were flashes of like, that was it. Like uh-huh. what they just did right there. That's more of what, what I wanted. Um, like there's that one, there's the one scene where Neo's fighting Smith and he does that like run along the wall in the corner to then like kick him in the, in the chest or something. And Smith is, is has, has to stop and, and just be like, nice move. Like that was good. <laughs> like that. That was my. That was my reaction to of, of just like nice move. That was it. Like more of that, please. Like I want the wall running, the bullet time, the like all that stuff. And I just I didn't feel like the fight scenes had that as much. They they had a lot of martial arts and I, I think they had great actors and great stunt work to make it all happen but it just didn't feel the same it, it was made differently uh so that didn't sit well with with me um and then i i i don't know i i don't i wasn't a huge fan of the the, the makeup and or cgi effect that they did on uh jada pinkett smith's face I felt like her face was very yeah. stiff and only her mouth moved there and there was just no emotion on her face. That was a little off putting. Um, Good to then, see her again, though. I like yeah. Niobe. I'm happy that Niobe's in charge of this world now. Absolutely. Um, I kind of would, would have hoped there was a few other characters in there that we recognize. Like I wanted to see more of Popper, who was the kid from the kid's story. And then, and then in the, like all of that stuff. Um, but I, I think another detail that I'm kind of chewing on it, it's was more of an artistic choice is, is that like it, the, the, the sets and the scenes in, I thought were fantastic. I loved it. Um, but then when you get into the Matrix, especially on the train, it felt very fake. Like the, it seemed like they were using a lot more CGI uh, and more green screen and stuff like that, which on one hand makes sense, right? They are in the Matrix, this virtual fake reality. It's supposed to not look real, at least to to us, or at at least be in this like uncanny valley, right? Of just like to the characters that are actually in there, it looks real. But to us, maybe watching, they're trying to maybe just barely clue us in that, hey, this is fake. Like, Mm -hmm. this is not not real. So I get it and I understand it. I don't know if I like it yet. I did, however, Mm. 
really really like the subtle touches of the code like like in the background like when you look at the window and the rain on that like mm-hmm. that that was yeah chef's kiss that was great that's a great way to make it to like clue us in that hey, this is the matrix without knowing that like green tint on everything mm-hmm. that they used to do but they still use green as a color to represent that you're in the matrix still of just the the coffee shop has that like green simulate right that is the name of the 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 thing because the 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 book that neo had in that first one was the simulacrum or i i I think that's the the name so yeah i mean they, they 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 have clues like that that i enjoy but the code just ever so subtly being there in the background of scenes amazing chef's kiss it was great i loved it a lot um so yeah i'm i'm excited to dive back into the matrix resurrections at a later date um and see feel about it later on Mm -hmm. all of that stuff you have anything else you want to add? <laughs> no, I th- I honestly think I'm kind of matrixed out. <laughs> I think I've reached I think so. the, the the amount of things I was c- prepared to say. These aren't uh, fascinating, deep, multi-layered films, but I did just take all of them in for the first time At once, and yeah. it is a bit overwhelming. I'm just absolutely. Like, uh, I, I love love. I like the sexy dancing. I like when they add more colors than green. How many Smiths can I see on screen at once? Exactly. Uh, I also do want to give a shout out to the bot bomb scene. It could be a very not not problem. I don't know if problem maybe triggering is is the, the right word there because it it does look a lot like i mean it basically is suicide there mm-hmm. but that scene in the new one when the, the 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 bots are just like jumping out of the windows to try and like hit neo and trinity yeah God, that scene was incredible that was a great scene but it's haunting and it's just it's mm. uncomfortable and it just yeah great stuff there so Shout out to that scene. I liked it a lot. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's all the Matrix we got for you in this mm-hmm. one. Uh, but Melissa, it's time yeah. to ch- check in on Bingo. First bingo, First bingo of the year. I'm super excited. Uh, yesterday, you, you and I built out our cards. I have them. I can now pull them up on screen. Bam, there you go. You can see our bingo cards if you guys are watching the video version of this and you can see what each of us has on our cards. Um, we put some new stuff on there. We took some uh, we, we took a couple of them off. Uh, not not much. Mm. But uh, yeah, we each have we, we built them all out here. So we have our free spaces. On there already. Let's see what we got on our cards from the Matrix here. Um, doom to Uh, let's see. I know I'm. I am i pretty sure we have some of this in here. Um, 
Uh, I, I've got a copy of my bingo sheet here in my Excel, and I think I've got six that I can cross off already. There's kind of a lot. Yeah, yeah. Very, I mean, that yeah. happens when you watch five films. It's pretty comprehensive. I can get, uh, there is a Wilhelm scream somewhere. I didn't write down, like, oh, specifically what the scene is, but I know I heard one in, like, the first or second movie. It was there. I'm keyed into the Wilhelm scream. Okay. My... We have a fight in the rain. We do. Yep. Very clear. Uh, an actor from Lost, which I wanted to put on my bingo sheet before you pitched me these movies and before I started reloaded. And I'm like, wow, Harold Perrineau is in this. It's good <laughs> to see him. Okay, let me see here. This this guy's being the are things being a little funky here and not letting me highlight. I've well, things. I've got a copy of mine that I'll track and we can uh, update your copy of it next week. I don't know why it's just not letting me. It should be so, like I'm using the highlighter trying to click on the te 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 text and instead it's breaking up a text box. and I don't want that. But I don't know what's happening here. Let's see. The highlighter on, yes. And the <laughs> highlight. No, don't. Just, God damn it. We can figure it out next week. Don't worry about it. All right. Mission failed. <laughs> don't have our bingo thing up here. That's We've stupid. been here for two hours already. I have a life to live. I, we'll talk about the highlighter tool next week. Oh, well. Um, uh, uh, I wrote down mocap character, uh, and I just realized I would have to look at actual behind-the-scenes footage to confirm if, like, most Fius, when he's made out of kinetic sand, if that is entirely digital, or if they did put mocap dots on the guy to make that happen. So soft yes on mocap character there. I cannot mean, confirm. I, mean, I, I feel like there would have to be at least some mocap for all. Also, the like Morpheus or no, the the, uh, the Neo and Smith fight scenes. And stuff. Oh, true, true. Oh, you're right. Yeah. The back then there was mocap. They put dots on their face or made them wear silly little speed suit. We've got somewhere in here we can definitely get it. Okay. Hard yes and mocap then. Uh, I can also cross off identity crisis and guy in the chair. Thanks again. Uh, I think best guy in the chair performance by Harold Perrineau as Link. He mostly sits. Yep. Doesn't get to move much, yep, except yep, yep. for in the dance scene. Oh, can I also cross off breaks into dance? Yes, yeah. I've got that. Because there's a That's on my sheet. dance montage. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I have an actor from Lost, guy in the chair, uh, mocap character. We, we, we got a lot from this one. Uh, villain with a pet, uh, Neil Patrick Harris and his cat. Uh, is in this one training montage is in this one um let's see oh yeah definite oh definite villain monologue yes i've got that one too heck that's what the architect yeah. is uh let's see i so i I have character who connects to computers, but that's not what I was thinking of for the Matrix. I, 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 I was. I'm thinking more of like 
connects to them and can control them, if that makes sense. I mean, I like a live Neo wire can control them. Yeah, yeah, something like a, that. A, a classic technopath. Um, but I think I think that's it. That's kind of it, unless you want to argue like character gets hit through building, but I don't know. No. Oh, we we can. This is week one. We're going to be doing these for the rest of the year, so we don't have to be super duper attentive at week one. We can we can have more arguments as the year goes on. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, that's that's an update on Bingo. I'm disappointed that my my idea of bringing it up on screen didn't work out exactly like I had hoped. I built this all yesterday. So excited. Oh, well. Uh, but yeah. All right. So cool. That is our update for Bingo. Um, we'll figure out how to bring it up on screen so we can update it and all that. And uh, yeah. There we go. There we go. There we go. In the meantime, Melissa, do you have recommendations? I do. If you like The Matrix, particularly if you liked The Matrix, the first movie in the series, I would recommend mm-hmm. that you watch Primer. This yeah. is a movie we covered uh, mm-hmm. late 2019, I think. And it is a very small, like micro budget, super indie movie about uh, a couple engineers with office jobs who accidentally invent time travel. And they get into this little time travel box and they keep going back to like cheat the stock market. Like that's their plan. They just want to make money so that they can fund their next project. And they realize they're not on the same page as to how time travel should be used. And they find out that each of them are keeping secrets from each other and going back when they said they wouldn't go back. And it is a, a movie you have to draw a chart for. It's super complicated. And it is the cerebral energy of the first Matrix, but in less philosophical and more about like, here's just a physics problem you yeah. have to solve. Yeah. Yeah. We covered that uh, here on the review show back on episode 85. So mm. if you uh, were going to go check that one out, we have a podcast on that as well. Um, any more recommendations that you want to toss out? I would recommend um, there's an audio drama called Rabbits. This is from Terry Miles. It's in the same family of shows as Black Tapes, Tannis. Uh, fairy, all of that little corner of the Pacific Northwest stories, uh, faux investigative journalism, uh, docudramas. And it is about a alternate reality game where the uh-huh. players rec- find patterns in the world. They find patterns and they find dis- discrepancies. Yeah, like you'll go to a museum and you'll see a painting And you're like, the house in this painting is supposed to have a third window. Why does this only have two windows? And then you you look it up and it's like, no, the painting's always had two windows. And you're like, it's supposed to have three windows. Like something's broken. 
it's about like finding like Mandela effects. And the more of those you find, oh, it's okay. like you're cluing cool. into when the game is breaking reality. And the creator of this audio drama, Terry Miles, just put out a novel that is about different characters than who we follow in the audio drama. But it is about somebody who realizes the game might be broken and they are trying to find the patterns, figure it out, solve it and like reset the game before the game completely cool. tears reality apart beyond just like, uh, oh, the Steely Dan named their song something different than what it's supposed to be named. Why is the title of the Steely Dan song wrong? It's like <laughs> no reality and is completely going to collapse unless you find all these patterns. It reminds me of the gotcha. scene where Neo sees the cat twice uh, loop, looping over and they're like, oh, that's a glitch in the Matrix. The whole book is about like finding glitches yeah. in the matrix. And another neat thing about it is that the book is written in first person and the narrator's like, hi, I'm Kay. Like this introduce themselves with an initial. You don't find out their full name. And there's no references to gender. Like the characters never given pronouns. Nobody ever talks about them. They're just talking to them. They make no references to how they do or don't identify. There's not like clues i don't think it's a mystery you're supposed to solve every love interest they mention is a woman but ew, what does that tell you not you could could be in anything yeah very very Nothing. interesting yeah. <laughs> addition to this add-on that that part of the character's identity is not in play you you never find out anything about them it's just about cool. their personality their past their relationships and how they play this game and how they're trying to solve it Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, so the first thing that I want to recommend is Ghost in, in, in the Shell. Uh, it's a favorite anime of mine. Um, and this is one of the things that The Matrix was influenced by. Um, and I remember uh, interviews mm. where they were talking about like, hey, a lot of the scenery of how the the cities look in Ghost in the Shell. That's how we want our cities to look like in the Matrix. Um, and also the like connector in the back of the head that they jack into that is taken from Ghost in the Shell. Um all of that stuff. So I would highly recommend that. It is philosophical. It, if you if you like sci-fi, it digs into all of that stuff. There's great action. There's yeah. It it's it's definitely one to check out if you are a fan of the Matrix and you liked these. I would highly recommend that. Um, Melissa just dropped out of the call on me here probably fixing something on her end and she's back um not to, i don't i couldn't see anything going wrong discord just rebooted itself and rebooted the call weird weird uh on top of that i would also like to recommend tron uprising uh, that yeah. we covered back on episode 122 of the Whatnots Review Show here. Um, yeah, Tron, like living inside a computer program and uh, just programs have jobs and purposes. And here's some of them that are maybe going against their purpose and stuff like that. Or here's here's one that is maybe the savior 
of things or is leading a resistance. So there's some some interesting similar themes in Tron Uprising, uh, which was a cartoon, actually. Mm. Uh, um, it is available on Disney Plus uh, is where you guys can watch it. I think it only ran for two seasons. Um, I think just one unless there's two short seasons because we we watched the whole thing in a week yeah 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 so it must have been real short um but yeah from from what we we did watch i liked it there was some really interesting stuff uh it was a a shame that it got canceled uh because i think it was just starting to really really dig into the more interesting stuff about its plot and its characters uh and stuff like that so just know that it did get canceled and technically didn't finish uh, but if you, if you want more like what's it like to live inside a computer and be a pro be a pro garam uh tron uprising might be one to check out there you go those are our recommendations all right well, let's First set of pitches of the pitches. new year. Yes. Woo. What did what do you got? New year, new genre. I wanted to pick Ooh. three films from a genre we've never really explored, which is a western. The closest we've come is that a couple of years ago we read a horror comic called American Vampire, and the huh? the character we're following across the centuries was turned into a vampire in a western type setting, but it's dead. We're only there for like a couple issues and then the narrative moves on to another time period and another set of genre conventions. Yeah. So this is a space we've never really played in. Okay, cool. Yeah. So pitch number one, uh, and these are all like more contemporary movies. These aren't like dad westerns. <laughs> I not, thought that might make it a little the cl- easier. The cl- classics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, pitch number cool. one is. A movie that I think is considered a, a classic of the time frame it came out in, Tombstone. Okay, yeah. Yep, this that came is out in classic. 93 or something. I took a screenshot of some details. The year got cut off. I think it's like 93. Okay. Wyatt Earp and his brothers Morgan and Virgil have left their gunslinger ways behind to settle down and start a business in the town of Tombstone, Arizona. While they aren't looking to find trouble, trouble soon finds them when they become targets of the ruthless cowboy gang. Seeing cowboys capitalize, like it's not a gang of cowboys, it's a gang of cowboys that name themselves Cowboy Gang. (laughs) Now together with Wyatt's best friend Doc Holliday, the brothers pick up their guns once more to restore order to a lawless land. I'll be your huckleberry. There we go. Right! We can see Val Kilmer offer to be a Huckleberry. We've got Curse Russell. We've got Mr. Western himself, Sam Elliott. You can hear his beautiful voice. Big cast yeah. in this movie. Lots of people. Lots going on. I think it's regarded as being pretty fun. Indeed. Pitch number two is the Coen Brothers remake of the movie True Grit. This came out in 2010. And I picked this one because this stars a young Haley Steinfeld. And we were just talking about how much we enjoyed her performance in Hawkeye. I don't know if this is her first role, but I think this is the first time I ever remember hearing about her. So maybe we take a look back in the career of this actor we enjoyed. On a mission to find her father's killer, a 14-year-old girl and the U.S. Marshal she hires are joined by a Texas Ranger 
the trio's true grit is tested as they embark on a quest for justice. Uh, not a very detailed uh, movie description I found for that one, but yeah, remake of an old John Wayne movie by the Coen brothers. The stars Jeff Bridges, Matt Damon, uh, Josh Brolin, our old friend. It's a good one, too. Yeah. Yeah. And pitch number three. Do you remember a uh, couple months ago on the captain's log where you talked about a Benedict Cumberbatch movie that played at some film festival? that got a four-minute standing ovation, and you were like, I can't even imagine a four-minute standing ovation. Yeah. What's in the movie that made that happen? That movie is The Power of the Dog. It just came out on Netflix earlier this year, directed by Jane Campion. A domineering rancher responds with mocking cruelty when his brother brings home a new wife and her son until the unexpected comes to pass. Which presumably is that the brother dies and now he's responsible for this wife and son he doesn't like. But we'll see what actually happens. Interesting. Ooh, man. Okay, you, you made that very difficult because uh, Tombstone and True Grit are both very good movies. Um, it's been so long since I've seen either of them. Um, I, I, I feel like... Tombstone is maybe the more classic Western of the bunch, where True Grit is a more modern drama in that. Mm. And then I don't know anything. Never seen it. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't know anything about this third one. The name is The Power of the Dog, right? Yeah, is it's on it? Netflix. It just came out, I think, like this year. Very yeah. recently. It said 2021. So I guess it's come out in the last nine days. Okay. Um, that one I know nothing about. Oh, oh wait, no. There was sometime last year. We're in 2022 already. I don't recognize yeah. time anymore. It's a it's new movie. It new. Mm, I'm. Uh, I'm kind of wanting to pick the power of the dog just based on the recent accolades. Yeah. I, I want to know I what's in I'm, there. Uh, I think I, I want to know what powers that, that dog has. Right. I, I think I think I might go with that one. But it it I'm also like just like but like we could also like it'd be neat to have like a classic Western in our library of stuff that we've covered here on the we can show. we can circle back to this later it, this year. Yeah, more Westerns we could, in 2022 would be a great thing. I know I want to well, bring more like kaiju stuff to the, the, the show this year. More K-dramas, all of, of that stuff. But I, I think, yeah, I, I think for this next okay. week, let's go with the power of the dog, because I'm fascinated New. by this exciting standing ovation that this film God, am I kind of like jump out of my bed at this and start clapping in, in, in my room? Being like, yeah, you get them, Benedict Buffalo Wild Wings or whatever your name is. Uh, so, yeah. Let's go with that. The Power of the Dog. On Netflix. OK, let's do that. Look for that next week. week. I'm excited. Yeah. In uh, the and episode, then also Kyle. in the meantime. I, I was I was just going to say in the meantime, also start reading Knights of Sidonia. Uh, yes, we will update yes. you on exactly how much we're going to be covering at the end of this month. It will at least be uh, the first uh, four volumes. Mm. Uh, so you can at least do that. If we do more, it will be the first six 
Um, so just keep that in mind. There you go. Melissa, you were about to say something. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm just hungry and I'm ready to plug my stuff and get going, Kyle. Sounds good. Uh, so with that, yes, Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit, W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T, and listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, a show where my brother Jams and I talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. There you go. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. Uh, if you guys want to stay up to date with all the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Like I mentioned, we also have a brand new TikTok at the time of recording this, there's still nothing up there, but we are going to be getting things up there this week uh, as we start posting on that, too. So you guys can see our short video. So go follow us uh, on on TikTok at The Whatnots. Um, we're on there, too. So uh, with that, that wraps things up for episode 188 of The Whatnots Review Show. We will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.